This episode of Talking Football is brought to you by Nectar CBD. CBD helps provide relief for anxiety, depression, and other health issues. So whether it's helping you focus on a hard project or helping you fall asleep after a busy day, which I definitely know about, Nectar CBD can help you live an elevated life by alleviating some of the biggest distractions you face daily. That's right, everyone. So head over to NectarCBDProducts.com and use our promo code TFP15. Again, that's NectarCBDProducts.com and our promo code TFP15. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Justin Treese and Austin Cunningham have reached a goal that we probably neither of us honestly thought we'd get to. We are now in triple digits of podcast episodes. Well, here we are talking football. This is episode 100. First off, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We are in the coronavirus epidemic era right now. One of us may have it. Not going to say any names. We'll just kind of let you figure it out as the episode goes. But hey, we're fa- we're powering through. We're here. We're ready to go. The NFL, a league that never sleeps, a business that doesn't know how to stop. So much news broke today. We, Like we've been saying all over Twitter, episode 100, we wanted to hear from you, our listeners, and answer questions from you guys. We have a ton of questions to answer. We are now naming this segment the Taco Bar. I love it. Thank you to whoever came up with that. Kevin Williams, once more, appreciate the great idea. But from there, Trees, how are you, my man? Good. I mean, I need to start out with, if there's some background noise from either one of our houses, we apologize in advance. Uh, Austin's got a new dog in the house like that he hasn't had in the house for a little bit. I'm actually up in my kitchen. Somebody's redoing my bathroom downstairs. And I, I was like, this is only fitting because our ver- very first episode, I was sitting right here. And I hadn't ever sat here since. So episode one, episode 100, it fits. So... A little housekeeping there. But overall, doing great. You're right. Today's been nuts. Uh, people were questioning the NFL on if they should you know, postpone free agency and all that. They said, no, fuck that. We're the king. We're going to do this. We'll make it so the whole world is not talking about coronavirus for a few short hours while everybody talks about the NFL. And you want to know what? They succeeded very, very much. I mean, so much that – the fact where they go we're the only sport to talk about major league baseball comes out and says they are suspending opening day by two months the nba says they're probably not going to carry on up until june the only thing left to talk about is the nfl and the new league year coming the cba was just signed uh good for the players the lower end players are still a lot of things that you know needs to go their way but hopefully they'll cover that in the next 10 years later but man, there's just so much to talk about, and really, let's just kind of get to it. Do we have we have a tree savior today? Of course, correct. We have we have to, right? It's episode yes. hundred. We have to. So I did stay away from a who am I because we have so much to talk about that I was just like, one, know what? Let's just do tree savior. So Austin, let's just get to it. Since 2016, who are the top four leaders in touchdowns? Start receiving touchdowns. I probably should be more specific. Since 2016. Yes. Who are the top four receiving touchdown leaders? Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He is number three. 
Okay. Um, Odo Beckham Jr. Nope. Nope. It's not going to be Julio. There's no way it is. That is not Julio Jones. Okay. Um, is Julian Edelman on there? He is not. Is James White on there? I feel like he scores so many touchdowns for the Patriots. That's actually a really good one, but no, he's not on there. There are no running backs on this list. Okay. Thank you for that. Okay, so DeAndre Hopkins, number three. Travis Kelsey? He is not. It, there, uh, I'm not trying to play any tricks. It is only wide receivers. What? Are you all right? I know, right? Are you just not feeling good? I'm I'm not. Actually, no, because now people are going to think it was me. that. Ah. It's you. You're the one that's sick. I do not have the coronavirus. I am feeling a little under the weather. A weekend of drinking with Matt and Bella will do that to you, especially when they want to end the night by standing outside in the cold freaking rain. Don't ask me why. It's what they wanted to do. And I was not about to disappoint or lose the challenge, so I followed along. But back to Trisivia. Receivers that catch nothing but touchdowns. Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs. No on both. Mike Evans. No. Damn it. Um, Larry Fitzgerald. Nope. What the hell? Is this one of those lists that should just be so easy? Yes. It, literally, I thought I thought you were going to name all four of these right off the bat. Sick. I hate when I get to this point. <laughs> Dude, who was arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL for the last five years? Odell Beckham Jr. and Nuke. No. Mike Evans. No. God. Who am I not thinking of? Well, okay, here's a hint. We had a very big argument about this player and Mike Evans last offseason. You you were the Mike Evans guy. I was a this player guy. You may not remember this ar- argument. We, I do not at all. Especially during our wide receiver bracket, we had a very big argument on these two guys. It's fine. You're not going to remember. I'll tell you what. One of them is no longer in the NFL. He's no longer on a team. Antonio Brown. There you go. He was number two. Okay. Michael Thomas. Nope. Devontae Adams. Yes. He was number one. What? Devontae Adams has 40 touchdowns since 2016. So you don't have number four yet. And I'm surprised it wasn't one of the top names you named because he's. I want to say Tyree Kill, but I don't feel like it was. It is. Really? That was like one of the first names I honestly thought of, but I didn't want to be like, ooh, of course you should. Okay. Yeah. 32. So, Devontae Adams at 40, Antonio Brown at 37. He probably would have been number one if he would have played last year. Hopkins at 35, Tyreek Hill at 32. Damn. So, yeah, I thought argument last year, though, on receiver was Julio Jones and Hopkins. No, for the final two it was, but like we had a very big argument on who you would rather have, Mike Evans or Devontae Adams. Because I was a Devontae Adams guy because I said I didn't like Mike oh. Evans' drops, and you wanted to give me shit for it. Hey, it's all coming back now. Yep. So, all right, there you go. That's Tree Sivia. Boom, bingo, bango. We're moving on. We're moving on to some news that happened over this weekend. So let's just start out with yesterday's news. Uh, sorry. 
Everybody's all like, what are you talking about? Let's talk about Sunday's news. So there was four big things on Sunday. One, Texans re-signed Bradley Roby to a three-year, $36 million deal. They had to do it, right? A lot of people are like, wow, that's quite a bit of money. I think they kind of just had to make that deal. So um, I actually have no problem with the Texans on this deal, this specific deal. Mm-hmm. We'll get to other ones later on. Uh, next one, we talked about this one a lot. Anthony Costanzo re-signed with the Colts, two-year, $33 million deal. They are protecting on whoever their next quarterback is going to be, <clears throat> Philip Rivers. So oh. great, great deal there. I, I mean, I, that's a fantastic deal for a stud left tackle, right? A guy that was thinking about retirement anyways, you get him for two more years, fantastic. The big one that you and I were texting about a lot, Ryan Tannehill. Four years, $118 million. The Texans, or sorry, the Titans are absolutely fucked if this goes wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Like, this is the second time he's go- he's gotten broken off. I mean, yeah. similar situation with Miami. And nothing against them. I mean, dude, you've earned it. You do what you're asked to do. Then Adam Gase comes in and kind of screws up everything you had going for you, what, what it seems like. But, man, with the Titans, I mean, how much of that success was because of Derrick Henry? Yeah, that's like, like how much thing. of the game was sitting on Tannehill's shoulder. And honestly, it doesn't feel like very much of it was. Kind of noticeable to everyone. But damn, dude, that's that's a lot of money for a guy who came in for one year and did well. For half a year. Yeah, even worse. <laughs> right. No, for sure. I mean, it, it's been interesting watching all the players even say stuff like that. Like, how are you paying Cam and franchise tagging the guy that actually did the work? Like, there are literally NFL players texting that. I'm like, wow. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you've seen it or maybe saw it yet, but his backup, the former starter, Marcus Mariota, is going to the Las Vegas Raiders. So just going to kind of keep adding to the uh, Derek Carr's potentially going elsewhere. Yeah, we got a little bit of hate this weekend on that. Um, I hope that guy is listening, first off. Welcome. Welcome <laughs> to Talking Football. I uh, hope you are listening, um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, but yes, I did see that. We were going to get that into our next segment, but hey, that's fine because the news literally just broke on that. And then the last one is one that hurts me, like deep down in my soul. And that is Calais Campbell getting traded for a fifth round pick to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, so for me, like I even wrote an article about how he could be a guy that gets traded because of his $15 million salary this year. Uh, but I thought it would be more for more than a fifth round pick. I do understand he's going to be 34 at the start of the year, so it's not like I I was expecting first second round value. But I did think that like a late third, early fourth would be reasonable. I really did. Um, but to me, I'm also I'm also happy for Clayus because he he won man of the year this year. He did so much for Jacksonville on and off the field. I love that they treated him right and sent him to a contender and said, dude, you got probably two years left, you know, like go, go win a championship. So I'm very happy for him and I will continue to root for Clay's Campbell for the rest of his career. He is an amazing player, amazing person. And, 
I'm happy for him. Um, Jaguars, I mean, it was already obvious after the Boye trade and everything, but like now it's even more solidified. They are in full tank mode and they're satisfied with that. They're just, they now have 11 picks in this upcoming draft, not counting whatever picks they're most likely going to get for Yannick Ngakwe. Um, so it's going to be interesting. You don't want them to set Minshew up for failure because like if you could get him to be your guy on a six round pick salary, like you're set up for success. Mm-hmm. But also, but also I think they are like, want to know what we had Blake Bortles and like we were wanted to try to make that work. And we passed up on a guy like Lamar Jackson when people were saying maybe we shouldn't be sticking with Blake Bortles. I think they kind of have that here with Minshew where it's like you have a great opportunity to be really bad next year and get Trevor Lawrence, who could be the future of the NFL. So I feel like they're kind of in this rock and a hard place. But also, it's super weird that they're making all these trades because, like, are they really going to keep Dave Caldwell around? Like, did they make some sort of deal? It's like, hey, it's okay if you suck again this year. Like, you're going to be around. Like, it's weird that they're setting it up like this. I don't know. It's strange. So, I mean, are they, like, legitimately dead set on just, we're going to suck? Dude, look at their defense, man. It's it's garbage. Like you have Josh Allen and you have my, uh, miles Jack, uh, Ronnie Harrison's a pretty damn good safety as well. So I would say those three are like, those are your three building blocks and everybody else. They're just a guy. Damn. I feel bad for you. Cause I feel like they were at one point, just a couple pieces away. I mean, just a receiver away and a, decent quarterback away from really competing and instead of just keeping the defensive guys to pay they've just gotten rid of all of them yeah when the, the reason was because of Coughlin and Caldwell exactly so like if they were like if it was obvious they were going into full rebuild mode like I think I'd be okay with this like I honestly would right but for me it shows they're not because they kept their head coach, their entire coaching staff, basically, and their GM. Like, why are you keeping these guys around for the start of a rebuild? I mean, are like, they going to do the same thing the Jets did? Do the draft and then fire them? I don't know. Which I, I think, think is even, like... It's worse. More stupid. Yeah. With this many picks. Exactly. So, I don't know, man. It's... It's hard to really understand what's going de- going on down in Jacksonville, but it's all right. We'll see what happens. I, I mean, I have faith that they'll they they'll try not to fuck up these first couple picks. Hopefully, they get some guys that really you can build around, and then next year again you got two first round picks, um, and you just move on. So we'll see how it goes. But that was Sunday's news. Then all hell broke loose today. Um, yeah i mean where to even start is the first question i mean (laughs) like so devin mccordy that was technically on sunday night like late late sunday night that he got re-signed two-year 23 million dollar deal staying with the patriots so um for me good for him stays with his brother right and uh he was obviously a very good fit there and uh that that new england defense is going to be very similar, if not the exact same as 
this year's they're just losing Kyle Van Noy. That's basically the only piece that they're really losing. Yeah, and I think they'll be fine with if they go somewhere in the draft or maybe Winovich, their late or, or excuse me, let me talk here. Mid round draft pick last year will kind of step up kid out of Michigan. Yeah, absolutely. Great call there. Um this morning, uh we already talked about it. Chris Jones officially um placed out on the franchise tag. Not you know, nothing too, you know, surprising there. We all kind of expected it. The the bigger question is 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 it a wheeler deal? Wow. Um sorry to interrupt you there. Breaking news. The Buffalo Bills just landed Stefan Diggs. What? <laughs> Holy shit. For what? I have no idea. I just got a message from you know who. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, I mean, sorry to interrupt you there. Holy, That's awesome. all, all it says, breaking Vikings, trading stuff on digs to Bills. That's awesome. Good for the Bills. Wow. Good for them. Very, very happy about that. That's awesome. We're going to keep moving on, though. We will be looking in this. We will come back to this in, in a little bit. I'm sure by the end of this episode, this will break. That is huge. All right. Um. Christian Kirksey, we talked about him last episode, about how he was making a lot of visits, and um, he ended up signing with the Packers. Two-year, $16 million deal, fantastic for them. We, we've talked about how that defense was soft, and they needed more power on the inside, so defensive tackles, linebackers, that's what Kirksey can bring if he stays healthy. Uh, Leonard Williams, franchise tag. That one was surprising to me. Uh, that really feels like a gentleman. Like I don't want to admit that I was wrong on a decision, and so now I'm just going to franchise tag this guy so he sticks around. The Bills traded a first, a fifth, a sixth, and a 2021 fourth. So Holy pick 20, So pick 22 this year, uh-huh. uh, fourth and fifth, and then a sixth next year. So no. Said? So the first pick. A fifth and a sixth this year, plus a 2021 fourth. That's pricey. Yeah, it is. But talk about a game changer on your offense. Oh, 100%. The only other thing you need to add is what to your team? A a linebacker. I was going to say depth at defense. I mean, that's probably what it is. It's not even so much like we need starters. It's probably just depth. Great for the Bills. Really good for the Bills. Hey, Cla- hey, I'm a Bills fan, man. Yeah, I mean, we've been on that wagon, so. <laughs> wow, good for them. Sorry to interrupt you. Kirksey to the Packers, though. Good for them. They needed it at the linebacker position. Now they got it. Yep, for sure. Uh, Bud Dupree, we talked about him last episode. He ended up getting franchise tagged. Um, I think that they're going to, especially with the other guys leaving, which we'll talk about, uh, I think they end up getting a long-term deal for him this year. So yep. uh, he'll be around. It'll be a Bud Dupree and TJ Watt. Uh, the one that I just completely skipped over was Leonard Williams with the Giants. Yes. Uh, a lot of people had kind of been going, hey, maybe the Giants trade for Chris Jones with the Chiefs. I mean, maybe we'll get to the kind of what the trade market is for an interior defensive tackle. Now, that's clearly one of the best in the league, second best. 
better than the guy that got traded to the Colts for 13th in, I think, a lot of our minds. But, damn, we uh, we all kind of just pictured him going to the Giants. Now it's kind of a question mark on where he might go if he is traded. Sorry to kind interrupt you there, but I just want to make sure that that topic is still out because a lot of people thought Chris Jones to the Giants, if that trade was a possibility, that would have been a real landing spot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I'm still a believer that the Jets are going to find a way to trade for um, Chris Jones. The Jets? I could see the Jets. I know they have Quinn and Williams, but if they want to like just go all in on that defensive line, Quinn and Williams and Chris Jones there, they have the money. They And why I'm saying that is I, I actually didn't believe that until today, and it's more because they've missed out on everybody else. <laughs> like they really yeah. have. So they have all this cap space. But then again, actually, now that I think about it, it could be a they, Clowney and Yannick are still out there. They could still be okay with trying to go after the edge. So maybe not. But I'm I'm just saying the Jets, I could see uh, somebody trying to get in there and just going to, you know, trying to get that pressure from the inside out. So we'll go there. Uh, Devontae Freeman, he got released. We talked about this, what, two or three weeks ago that this news was kind of um, – kind of breaking there and it was going to happen finally did happen um big news was that i was shocked on was kurt cousin extension yeah your deal basically fully guaranteed again and just making like 90 something million dollars over the next couple years another 96 yeah making it super team friendly this year though for them um this year is actually what he's going to make the least amount out out of all years so um I mean, good for him to try to make it so, like, maybe we can add an extra piece or two. Um, but, hell, now they're trading away Stefan Diggs. I mean, who knows what's happening at this point. But, man, they got a ton of picks. Like, they got, what, two first-rounders now? More picks to trade up with? Yeah, they're, they'll be fine in my mind. Yep. Um, Derek Henry, uh, we talked about it just a second ago when I said Tannehill got signed. But, yeah, he got franchise tagged. He'll be around, so – just like we talked about literally last episode, how they had two jobs to do, and that was sign Tannehill and Henry getting them both back. They are now full, both back. So <clears throat> we're there. Uh, Dak Prescott, franchise tag, couldn't get a deal done. Uh, so sure, not not a big surprise. But now that means Amari Cooper is free. He can do whatever he wants. I know he said that he wants to go back to the Cowboys and be in Dallas, but – you open that door, you open that window there, and some teams are going to sneak in there, and they're going to offer a shit ton of money. You, It's hard to leave that door open. You you know they desperately wanted to get a deal done before today, and they just couldn't get it done. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, and I hate being on this side of it, but if I mean, if you're going to blame someone, you almost kind of got to blame Dak on the purpose of losing this guy. I mean, you were offered the, the highest, richest contract in the league, I get thinking you deserve more, but man, like you got to realize you still need to build around yourself. If you get this deal, you've won one playoff game. Yes. You've earned more than what you were worth where you were drafted and you've produced well in the league and you've been underrated in your career so far, but like, dang dude, you might lose your top target. Yeah. Then what are you going to do? Like, Michael Gallup can't be your number one, so could be in trouble there. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So let's move on to the big news, which is let's start out with the kind of earlier in the day, Austin Hooper. Shocking. 
shockingly goes to the Cleveland Browns. Um, I know I didn't see that. Austin, did you have any idea that this would happen? No. Like I, I, in my mind, I still think it's kind of silly that they did it. And I don't know where all this freaking money came from. Because they also went and signed Jack Coughlin. Exactly. Yeah, we might as well just stay with this team, right? They signed Jack Coughlin as well. Um, like, wow. Like, two huge free agents. This offense is crazy just talented at this point. Uh, I did see that uh, in his career, Baker Mayfield, 33, 34% of his touchdowns have gone to tight ends. And now you get Austin Hooper. So, I mean, probably a good set uh, there. I know the big thing is Njoku, do they trade him? Do they not? Um, they're going to run a lot of 12 personnel, so they may not. They may want to just ride with those two. Mm-hmm. Have uh, Njoku kind of be that Irv Smith of the Vikings this year. Uh, I think a little bit more talented version of Irv Smith, basically. Most definitely. I, I mean, he's a guy who was starting to have somewhat of a good season last year, and a lot of people forget that because – of a poorly thrown ball by his quarterback that got him hurt severely and sent him out for the rest of the year. So, I mean, good for him that you have Austin Hooper so you don't have to feel like all the pressure's on you. Then you have OBJ and Landry. This offense, so it looks so much better this year than it did last year. And I don't know what it is with John Dorsey, but, man, it's like you can set a team up and then get fucking fired, and the next guy that comes in goes, huh, I guess I just got to add two pieces to this, and we're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about the Dolphins? We all knew that they had over $90 million, and you want to know what? They went out and spent basically every single dollar of it today. Um, starting out with um, – Byron Jones. Eric Flowers was first, well, but yes. Excuse me. Byron, yeah, so Eric Flowers first, three-year, $30 million deal. And then, yes, the big one, Byron Jones – Five-year, just under $83 million, um, basically just under $18 million a year, uh, huge for them. Um, their cornerbacks are now the top two highest-paid cornerbacks in the NFL. Um, they are ready to shut people down is basically where they're at. Yeah, very much so. I mean, so what did they – they the corners – they add an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, and Van Kyle Van Noy, which yep. I think is very smart for them to do. Yep, $51 million deal for Van Noy. And then who was the other one? Um, Shaq Lawson. The Shaq Lawson. End. Yeah, yep, yep. I mean, you add in I – mean, and their linebackers are pretty good. They were an underrated linebacking core last year. We talked about a little bit, you know, like, hey, these guys got some size and speed. They just need someone in the middle to kind of eat everything up. Yeah. And they and let's not forget they have three first round picks right now. So yeah. um, <laughs> they're they're setting up. They're setting it up. Um, honestly, it kind of feels like the Jags of a few years ago. Like they they had some some core pieces there um, that were just kind of underrated. Couldn't do it on themselves. You if you can spend money at, in free agency on a couple big name guys and you hit on those and then you draft well early. All of a sudden, you can make one of those runs. Um, are they going to be that good? I mean, it's hard to really say. That Jags defense was just so talented that I don't think that that's what this Dolphins team is. But I also think that this Dolphins offense can be a lot more talented than what that Jags was. So um, that'll be fun to watch. Um, they're going to be a very trendy 
pick when it comes to betting this year. Um, they're going to top three teams in, that are going to be trending. Dolphins making the playoffs. Again, Cleveland making the playoffs. And then obviously what we're going to talk about right now, Arizona Cardinals making the playoffs. Those are going to be the top three, right? So let's just get into it. Um, <clears throat> Bob, you know, Bill O'Brien, oh, Bobby boy, um, you fucking suck, dude. You're really just, bad at your job. Just a fucking dumbass, man. I wanted to say this on Twitter, but I just I couldn't do it because I didn't want anyone else to be able to go back and like read it. <laughs> if you can go back and find this at some point in my lifetime, no matter where my career goes, whatever. Props on you for doing it. <laughs> but he's a fucking dumbass. You have traded away everything for an offensive lineman last year for your team. You traded for your defensive secondary last year. Yep. And then you tried to add running backs to just kind of build around once Lamar went down again. This year, you come in and you trade for David Johnson, which initially has people going, hey, that's good. Good for this team. But what did you trade back? And seriously, in my mind, I had this thought. But I didn't say anything because I thought this is just so stupid. There's no way it happens. I was like, what if Nuke is in that conversation? Like, what if DeAndre Hopkins was like the piece that went back? I was like, nah, you're not going to trade one of the best receivers in the league for an injury-prone running back. Sure fuck enough, here it comes. Nuke is going to Arizona. The trade details, they they swap force. The Cardinals send a second rounder to the Texans. And then Nuke and Johnson. And that's it, right? That's it. What I mean, are you I, doing? It doesn't make sense, right? Like I get that there's one he wants to get paid more because he is severely underpaid. He's making like eleven million dollars a year. Um Two, they don't really have the cap space to pay him. And three, there's reports that O'Brien and Nuke are kind of, you know, not getting along very well. But that does not mean you just trade him for a second-round pick and for a running back that honestly looked overweight and slow last year. I mean, he Uh, got beat out by a guy, by an undrafted guy in Chase Edmonds, correct? He was undrafted. Yes. And then Kenny and Drake coming from the Dolphins. Who and a lot of people stole. had given up on. Yeah, he just stole that job. And, I mean, we, we actually talked about this um, last offseason. That David Johnson, as talented as, he, as people remember, um, he's still a one-year wonder. Let's not forget this. Yeah, he you reminded one, me of that. He had one amazing year. That's it. 2016. Like, 2016 was his only good year. So, I mean, for me, oh, you hate to see it, Texans fans. You hate <laughs> to see it. That sucks for you guys. Um, have fun having, I mean, injury-prone wide receivers try to be your go-to guys. Will Fuller's and your number one, and that dude misses seven games a year. Um, you, you and I t- texted back and forth about this. Uh, poor Deshaun Watson. Like, poor guy. I feel what, so bad for him. Your number one receiver is Kenny Stills and Will Fuller. Kenny Stills isn't that bad. Nope. Who do you? Who else do you have at offensive line? You have Tunsil. That's it. That's it. Yep. You haven't even paid him yet. Haven't paid him yet. 
what else do you have draft pick-wise? Not really much. You have, and you what, added a second-rounder. Second yeah, you have two second-rounders now. Here's the worst part. Directly after that, a tight end, Hayden Hurst, from the Ravens, gets traded to the Atlanta Falcons for – what are the trade details of that? Because I do not have it off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, they traded – him for a second round pick and a fourth round pick, and then they got a fifth round pick in return. That's a better deal. It is a better deal. For Hayden freaking Hurst, who, yeah. not taking anything away from him, a good tight end, kind of older. He's one of the older guys that are coming out of college, correct? Yeah, because he played baseball. So yeah. he's, he was already behind because he was like two or three years older than everybody else. You have DeAndre Hopkins, Mr. I-don't-drop-the-ball. Yeah. One drop in the last two years combined. Just stupid. I mean, if you're the owner of the Texans or whoever Bill O'Brien's boss is, I mean, you have to look at this and go, you better find someone in the draft or you are literally fired directly after it. Like Black Monday for the league after the draft, that's you, bub. All, all you, because you apparently ain't listening to nobody else. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, and honestly, that Ravens trade, I like it from both sides, to be honest. Like, Ravens, great. You get a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick in return for a guy that's not playing a ton for you. But for the Falcons, I mean, you just lost Austin Austin Hooper, and now you get a very athletic tight end that could probably be a very good fit in your scheme. So for me, I actually didn't hate that trade for either side. I, I was like, makes sense for both. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So what else do we? I mean, there's so many things. Um, before we move on from that though, I, I tweeted this out. I want to just pat myself on the back here. I tweeted this out, and then uh, like an hour later, everybody else I think caught on of like, holy shit. That means Jalen Ramsey versus Nuke twice a year is happening again. That was yeah. the first thing that came to my mind. I was like, oh, God, yes. Because those battles for the last three and a half years were fantastic. I looked forward to Texans versus Jags and just watching those two. Like, it is so much fun. So, um, very excited about that. Sorry, I'm just going through the list, everybody. Apologize. Eric Armstead? Um, resigns with the 49ers, five-year deal. Uh, everybody was like, great, that's awesome. Like, this defensive line, they're gelling, they're good to go. Like, they're back, and the Niners are going to be this threat. What, two hours later? <laughs> breaking news. DeForest Buckner getting traded to the Indianapolis Colts for pick 13. First round, pick 13 overall. For a defensive tackle who's fantastic. I'm not saying he is not. And then you go and pay him, which you have to do at that point, because he's on his rookie deal last year. And they're paying him $21 million a year. That's absurd. Like, that's greatly absurd. That's so much money. It's so much money. Good for him, though. Good for the Colts. I mean, they, they wanted to build around the defensive line. It's hard to find a defense alignment at any spot in the draft that you know is productive and can do well. 
in the eyes of those guys, hey, that makes sense. It does. I have no problem with the trade. I actually have more problem with paying him $21 million. Hey, he, I'm all for every player getting as much money as possible. Good for him. I also just don't know if he's worth $21 million. I mean, you think of Yannick Ngakwe, Davion Clowney, Chris Jones. The What they want has just gone up even more. Because they're going to look at this guy and go, pretty sure I'm better than him. They are. Absolutely are. Especially Chris Jones because they play the same position, right? Like Yannick Ngakwe and uh, Clowney, like they're, they're at least edge guys. This guy's in the middle right where Chris Jones plays. So you know now wherever Chris Jones, if he gets traded, or if not, you know Chiefs are going to have to pay this much. He's not going to take less. He they'd will not take pay, 20 minutes. They'd have to pay Chris Jones more than they're paying Frank Clark. Yeah, 100%. I mean, somebody's got to go. You yes. don't pay Chris Jones $22, 23000000 million a year. Patrick Mahomes a blank check. Like, shit, dude. Yeah, people are, people are leaving. That's for sure, right? <laughs> um, so that's that's interesting. Uh, that's going to be very fun to watch the next couple days. I mean, I'm sure – honestly, by the time we record next, I'm sure Chris Jones is going to be a main topic. I think Yanni Higakwe. I think Clowney. I think those three are going to be a lot of our episode because I think all three of them have been – they're all on new teams, basically, mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking. So that's crazy. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul for the uh, Tampa Bay, he's sticking around two-year, $27 million. That dude just keeps getting paid, like, a cool $15 million a year. Like, that's just, <laughs> yeah. like it's just – he's just like, guys, you guys go and do these huge deals where you're probably going to get released and not see all your money. I'm going to just keep doing these two-year deals, 15 a year. I'm good. Like, it's all fine. It's all gravy, right? Um, but why I'm talking about Tampa Bay is, let's talk about it. Uh, they're, they are sold on Tom Brady. They are super aggressive. They've let him know, known, hey, you are our guy. What do you want? Tell us what moves you want us to make. Tell us how much money you want to get paid. Look at our wide receiver core. Look at our tight end. You can succeed here. You thought you thought Gronk was a freak athlete? Look at OJ Howard. You <laughs> thought Edelman was fun to throw to? Look at Mike Evans. You thought whoever else was fun? Nikhil Harry? Guess what? Chris Godwin? Better. Like, I mean, they have some selling points. Absolutely do. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but like, I'm all for it. I, I want Brady in Tampa Bay so badly. I do, too, and I think another huge point of that is going to be the difference in head coaching styles. Tom Brady's been with Bill Belichick his whole career, of course, and maybe he's at a point where he's just tired of, like, dude, show me some freaking respect. Yeah. Like, I'm tired of not having it. Whether you do or just the way you're showing it, maybe that's a point of Tom Brady's, like, I'm sick and tired of dealing with this. I can get to go to Bruce Arians, who greets pretty much everyone with, what's up, babe? How you doing, babe? Just a nice, down-to-earth guy who's very welcoming and understanding, a family-oriented type guy. You bring that in with Tom Brady, who also has been shown to be a family-oriented guy. You bring that mindset to Tampa Bay, 
and they had go with heavy defense in the draft, look the hell out. And you want to know what another big thing for me is? Bruce Arians. Who are some very successful quarterbacks he's also gotten with to show that he can he can, you know, play play friendly with everybody? Big Ben, mm-hmm. Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, now Jameis Winston. Like, those are some good guys that have had career years with him. Like he that's gotta be a selling point being like, hey, I will find your absolute strength, and guess what? We're gonna work together and we're gonna have the most proficient offense ever. Like it is going to be fucking awesome. And if the let's say the Bucks do get Tom Brady, do you still think they draft a quarterback in round one? Tampa? Yeah. No. No I way think, at all. I don't. I actually think that they go Brady. You tell us what you think the weakness. Is. I mean, they're obviously going to trust themselves on like what it is, but I'm sure they'll be like, hey, if you had to say a weak a weakness on our on our team. What do you think it is? And then they might just be like, hey, we're doing this. Let's let's go for this two-year run. Let's try to make something happen. A backup quarterback to, for him to groom is not going to be that. Damn. Whoo, buddy. What else do we got? I know there's more. It just <laughs> never it never stopped today. It, it did not stop. Um, the Ravens released James Hurst, who's suspended for the first four games. I mean, they just basically had to do that at that point. Um, the Giants are making a big push for Blake Martinez, the linebacker for the uh, formerly of the Packers. Uh, no deal is done yet, but uh, he is making that. Um, sorry, I'm just going through the list. Uh, and I don't know how to pronounce his name, so they just call him uh, Big V. Um, we got some more breaking news, apparently. God damn it, I'm sorry. We were just talking about it. Amari Cooper is going to stay in Dallas on a five-year, $100 million deal. Wow. <laughs> Holy five shit. Five-year, $100 million deal. Holy shit. Okay. All right. So they are paying basically $190 million. $190 million to Zeke and to Amari Cooper. And then... The franchise tag is what tw- high twenties for Dak this year. So you're talking 220 million plus, or around 220 million plus. Yeah, somewhere in that area, right? For those three guys, that's crazy. That's that is nuts. Good for them. Like good for the Cowboys, though. They had to get something done. That's a lot of that's a lot of fucking money, but like they had to get like they couldn't let him walk. They're fucked. If they if he walked, this team was screwed. Wow. I don't wow. <laughs> Austin I, I mean Do you let Dak play with the franchise tag this next year? Do you eventually sign him too? You have to you have to sign him. I mean, like this is probably what they're thinking though. Is like, yeah, we signed him to a hundred million dollars because we let an eighty-three million dollar cornerback walk. And Byron Jones, right? Like they had, yeah, they yeah, basically yeah. just made the decision out of was it Cooper or was it Jones, and then you know that you're going to pay your quarterback anyways. <laughs> Five years, a hundred million dollars. <laughs> That's so stupid. 
twenty million dollars a year. Yeah. Um. When when does the nuke extension come out? That's more than twenty million dollars a year now. God dang it. <laughs> hey Arizona. Hey Cliff. Thanks for having me. Let's talk. My salary. <laughs> I want it. I want it doubled. <laughs> you got they it. Have the, because we they ain't have paying anyone else. Yeah, I, I was gonna say they have the salary cap for it, so it's not a, that big of a deal. Um, so sorry. Um, what we were talking about. Um, they just call him what? Big V in uh with the Eagles because I don't know how to pronounce his name either. So that's great. The Lions signed him offensive tackle from the Eagles, five year, fifty million dollars. Um, I was looking at some of like, and I'm not a big like PFF guy, like. I'm just not like, I kind of think that those stats can be skewed in whatever way they want it to be. But like, it honestly looks like it's, it's in a very above average guy that could play left or right tackle. That's probably not worth $10 million a year. That's what it seems like. Did they get better? I mean, yeah, sure. I mean, they didn't have anybody because they released Wagner, right? So, um, (laughs) I don't, I don't hate the deal, but I'm just like, you probably overpaid, but they're probably at the point the Lions where they probably are going to have to overpay for a few guys to get them to come to Detroit. Damn. Do we? I mean, do we want to talk about anyone else Detroit might be bringing in? Yeah, might as well. Um, well, well go ahead, dude. I feel like I've been talking a lot, so go ahead. No, I love it. I love rolling with this. I mean, <laughs> you're just pumping everything out. There's no need for me to talk at this point. I mean, we've been going nuts the last couple of weeks on the possibility of Todd Gurley going to the Detroit Lions or the Rams just alone wanting to get rid of that contract and get it off their books because they don't have any draft picks and they really don't have much money. Hey, yeah. you still got to pay Ramsey. Gurley is not what he has been due to injury. He didn't even play in the freaking Super Bowl that much. That much, yeah. And so, he, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, we were talking a few weeks ago. Hey, what about a second round pick? Wonder what with values, what they're showing, and what fucking nukes worth, and like what other people are worth. Honestly, to get that, if they want that salary off their books as much as they're saying, I tweeted this out at you. Pick 109, fourth round pick. Like that, honestly, might do it. If not, you don't maybe think that's too low of a pick. It, I mean, it doesn't equal his value, I think, as a player, but it's – we need this salary. We need to get this off of our books. You ha- kind of sometimes have to like take a little bit less just to make sure that that happens. So, I mean, sure. I think a third round is a good compromise for, considering we started out as a second. Now I'm saying maybe a fourth, maybe third is like perfect. But what do the Lions have to lose if they just say that? Hey, fourth rounder, pick 109. Yeah, they say I no. Shit. So um, we also last episode talked about how we thought Brandon Cooks was more likely to get traded than Gurley at this point. That and, was another name. And that name has been bouncing around all day long. Um, one that I saw that I love is to the Eagles. If they could get him for second, third round pick somewhere in that area, which is probably, you know – He's, he's basically the same as Gurley at this point. Injury-prone dude getting paid way too much. Uh, we need to get salary off of our books. Like, kind of the same thing. If you could do that, what if they got 
him, say, for a third rounder. So now you have your speedster. I know that the Eagles have been tied to rugs, but maybe now you can go for the bigger name or bigger body dude, a Justin Jefferson, a T. Higgins, whatever. And now you got Cooks and Boat and that rookie there to go along with your, your rookies from last year. Get Carson Wentz some more weapons to go along with those two tight ends. I'm thinking, I'm thinking with Cooks, the Vikings or the Texans make more sense. Totally. I mean, um, especially the Vikings now. Yeah. So um, the Texans, dude, they don't have the money to. I mean, this I think Cooks is getting paid like, 50, like almost $15 million a year. So um, I don't know, but I, I do agree, especially the, especially the Vikings now. Makes way more sense. And he actually would fit in very well with that offense with uh, Thieland being there. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, let's move on to some more. Uh, James Bradbury, another cornerback. He was kind of the number two cornerback in free agency. Three-year, $45 million deal to the Giants. Good for yeah. them. Um, and then, I mean, that's kind of it. With Besides our breaking news there. Oh, Michael uh, Brockers to the, to the Ravens. They're just stockpiling at this point. Just... Good yeah. for them. They're just being great. Uh, Eagles signed uh, Javon Hargrave. Fantastic deal. Three-year, $39 million. You love to see that for them. You already brought up Marcus Mariota there. Uh, the Jets, uh, they did get a line uh, lineman. Uh, George Fant, three-year deal, $30 million, um, from the Seahawks. I mean, not what Jets fans were waking up hoping for today. Not at all. <laughs> uh, so... Um, Lions signed Jamie Collins. We we brought up Jamie Collins a lot during our free agents um, list, but that's a good little signing there. Uh, obviously, he has a uh, history with the head coach there, so good for them. Um, and then I think that's I think that's about it. So um, again, we'll have more. I mean, sure, more will happen tonight and tomorrow. So next episode, we'll just bring along everything else. But I mean, I think we're kind of down to our you know last. 10, 15 minutes or so. So I think we should just get to the taco bar. Oh, absolutely. And here we go. First question of the day from the centurial. Did I say that right? Yes. For some reason, it came off the tongue weird, I felt like. He goes, of the 2019 division losers, who has the best shot to make the playoffs? Out of the 2019 division last place finishers who has the best shot at making the playoffs this year um <clears throat> let's see here uh i'm not gonna say it's the dolphins um it's not the Bengals. it's funny we actually kind of had this question uh, i we, i asked this question a, a couple weeks ago actually so um i'm gonna say honestly if they make a few moves I'm not going to pull I'm, – I'm going to say the Lions have a sh- shot there. Um, you, I mean, you can't count the Cardinals at this point. I know the other teams are – that whole division stacked, but Cardinals are going to be there. Uh, Chargers, just they stay healthy. I'm not going to name all the teams. I'm going to say – to stick to two, I'm, I'll just say Chargers. Uh, he wants one, I'll say Chargers. I'm going to say the Cardinals. Like, <laughs> what they're doing is huge. They're going to make a ton of noise this next year, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, special from Kevin Williams. What's up, bub? How you doing? He goes, what is one thing that could bring down the Kansas City Chiefs, and what's one thing that could turn things around 
for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Um, what can turn it around for the Jaguars is tanking and getting Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Like and what's one thing that would that would kind of ruin things for the Chiefs? Um, getting rid of Chris Jones and not upgrading linebackers and a team being able to run it down your guys' throat and keeping Patrick Mahomes off of the field. Um, that ruins your run, and we've seen it before. You lose one time, and you're paying all these guys, and you have to start making tough decisions. Things can fall apart pretty quickly at times. Um, I think that your guys' locker room is fantastic, and that won't happen, but I'm saying it has happened before. But it's – I mean, it can be very hard on a defense if – you just literally can't stop anybody and they, and you know what's coming and they still just do it. And I mean, I've said it multiple times. I'm going to keep saying it. I still think Chris Jones was the MVP of the Super Bowl. You get rid of him. I think that it is very, very hard. And I know you're high on the younger guys there, but none of them are Chris Jones. Oh no. I mean, Chris Jones is a huge part of that defense and that team and that locker room. Honestly, I just, it's going to be hard to pay that man on top of Mahomes and Clark and Matthew and then, I'm sure Travis Kelsey's probably going to want another contract after seeing Hooper's deal. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, you're kind of in a position where some of these guys are going to go, hey, I'm part of the reason we even got to that point. You know what I mean? Uh, our next question goes from Tyler Forness. He goes, Austin, I believe the Chiefs should trade for Henry Ruggs and give whatever draft capital they have to. What would you be willing to get? What would you be willing to give up to Adam? Uh, honestly, dude, for Henry Ruggs, I don't think I would want him on the Chiefs. I know that might sound kind of arrogant, but you have a guy who's developed into what people think his potential is in Tyreek Hill, and you kind of have the guy in waiting, too, in McCole Hardman. If I think if you're going to trade up in the draft of a receiver, it's going to be someone like a Judy, which would be absolutely absurd, or it's going to be for a big-body receiver, which you can find – Maybe late in round one, early, I mean, middle of round two, if you're wanting to trade up, Brett Veach has shown the aggressiveness to move up in the second, third, fourth, fifth round and kind of make moves. And I mean, he's done it all the way to the end of the draft. But if I'm the Chiefs, man, I don't know if I really trade up to get rugs. And then Trees Justin or Tyler also goes, what would you do this offseason to fix the Jaguars, build around Minshew or tank for Trevor? I kind of think we've maybe pretty much covered that already this episode. Yeah. So um, first off, I want to go back to the previous question. You you didn't answer what do the Jags need to do? How do you, how do you fix the Jags? How do I fix the Jags? Yeah, that was part of the last question, right? It was like, what could bring down the Chiefs and what can basically get the Jags right on the right path, right? Like that was the last question. Oh. From um, I mean, really, it's just going to be consistency um, in a quarterback. I think. You know, losing Foles, starting Minshew, then going back to Foles, back to Minshew kind of threw things into a wrinkle. But also kind of just giving up and trading away all your defensive player was another thing. I really, I think what the Jaguars need is is just a cultural adjustment. Yeah, for sure. You had a lot of great players, but you also had a lot of egos. You had a lot of guys coming in thinking they were top, excuse me, that they're the top dog. And in reality, they were. But man, I feel like they also talked a lot of shit behind closed doors and did a lot of complaining about things kind of not going their way or, you know, the way things were ran instead of just playing ball and winning. But at the same time, it's hard to do that when Blake Bortles is your quarterback as a tight end. Uh, you're not really going to be a fan of anything like that. So I think consistency and a cultural change is huge for the Jaguars moving forward. So tanking for Trevor Lawrence might be part of that. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. 
what's the next question? The next and last question is going to be for Corbin. He goes, what are some of your favorite moments slash memories from the podcast so far within our first hundred episodes? Therese, what's your favorite memory? Um, oh man, favorite memory. Um, let's see. Mine is probably the honestly, it's probably the amount of time that before we press the record button or after we press stop recording on all this just bullshit that we talk. Like <laughs> we talk, and there's a lot of times that we're like, God damn it, why didn't we say that on the podcast? <laughs> like. I think that that's hilarious to me, and so I think that that's one of my favorite things. Obviously, our trip to Mobile was fantastic. Um, you know, something I know I'll never forget. Um, and then just like just how much I feel like we've grown just as fans and just in the podcasting world. Um, my wife and I actually went back and listened to some of our very first episodes the other day and Ooh. just like laughing and being like, yikes, we were rough. Like we were really <laughs> rough. Like we were not talking like we were just like friends and just talking and bullshitting around. Like it felt very scripted and stuff. So like listening to that and like being like, Hey, wow, we have grown and, uh, we're getting better each time. So for me, it's those things. Yeah, I would completely agree. I, for me, it's going to be the trip to mobile. Uh, kind of finally getting to meet you and hang out. I mean, pretty much freaking room together, live together for a whole week, getting to do the podcast in person. Uh, and really, dude, just kind of get, <laughs> getting drunk, drinking and watching ball. Like, it was cool to kind of see the way you handled things uh, in the press box, like personally getting to watch you scout and kind of see your brain work after seeing something. And I think the, all, the other part was we both kind of saw the same things on the field at the same time. Yeah. And we weren't even really trying to. It was just – oh, wow, what a play by here. And, you know, from either or, we'd be like, yeah, I just saw the same thing. And I was like, why the hell are we watching the same play? He's like, hey, we really weren't trying to, but it's kind of just where our eyes went. So I thought that instant connection kind of through that was awesome. And going off what you said, dude, really just growing through this with you, building a true friendship, all the bullshit we've done off air, bullshitting to on air, getting to do radio aside. Like, yes. dude, this is awesome, man. I'm excited where we're going to go here for the next 100,000 episodes that we have together. 100,000, everybody. Hundreds or thousands, <laughs> not 100,000. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's way too much. <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, great. I mean, that's it. So thank you for the questions. We loved each and every one of them. Um. I can't believe we just had two breaking news things happen as we were recording. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised. We're literally in the heart of day one of free agency, so to be expected. But yeah, live reaction, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, live reaction. So um, there we have it. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for everybody that, uh, again, who has supported us through the last year and a couple weeks, 100 episodes in less than 400 days for us. So that's um, – that's a lot of podcasting. That's a lot of time that we uh, know that you guys, you know, you guys should be listening to anything you wanted and, you know, you guys choose to listen to us. So we appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to giving you guys more content. Uh, Austin and I actually have started doing a few things um, on social and whatnot. Um, we're going to start making a lot more videos of our discussions and putting them on social and just to get that more out there. So we'd love your support in that. And um, I think that's about it. Austin, you got anything else? No, I mean, just go appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks for sticking out the 100 episodes if you've been here from the beginning. If not, 
thank you for listening anyways. Hopefully you continue to do. Any suggestions or anything like that is definitely welcome. Let us know. Be sure to rate us on iTunes or anything you listen to. That's something we don't do enough. Yes. Rate, review, subscribe, do it all. Five-star review or, you know, five-star rating, of course. But other than that, we love you guys. Thank you so much. We do. And let me just say this real quick. Um, Please be safe out there. Uh, This is, I mean, coronavirus is really, it's not a joke. So um, be safe out there. You know, t- you know, keep your distance and whatnot. And if any of you guys um, are in need of help of anything, I don't care if you guys live in Utah or wherever, um, DM me. I know a lot of people in a lot of different states, and I can help out. I really can. So please, if you need something, DM me. I'll keep it between us if we need it, um, and we'll do what we can to uh, help you and your family out. So, again, we love all of you guys, and tonight we've been – talking football.